folks, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be entering some leaner times over the next few years. I know that everyone thinks the team is backed by a lot of financial support, but we know that operationally speaking, the Jets aren't seeing much of that. So with Winnipeg now potentially entering a time of cost cutting, how might the Jets solve some of their roster issues through free agency with such a limited budget? We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Nice ranking Locked On Jets, your first listen of the day, every day. Everydayers can find us on all of their favorite podcasting platforms and uh, also YouTube for those of you who like the video option. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe because we really love and appreciate your support, but most of all, we just want to uh, make sure that you always stay up to date on all of the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. Now, like I said, Winnipeg obviously is is going to be doing some cost cutting over the next couple of seasons. I think it's something that we've maybe been expecting for a little bit, right? You know, the Jets are one of those teams where, um, look, they're they're financially backed by one of the biggest names in Canadian uh, Canadian finances um, and investment wealth, right? Uh, Thompson, of course, has plenty of assets and resources to marshal. But when it comes to how the Jets actually operate, generally speaking, I don't think a lot of that money is filtering down in the usual sense, right? It seems like Winnipeg operates on a pretty tight budget. They have very specific conditions that they need to succeed and thrive in a small market like Winnipeg. And that now means that the Jets, having been a cap team for several years, have been hurt pretty badly by COVID and the lack of attendance. So, you know, the Jets have been relatively frank about where the team's financial status is, which is interesting because when it comes to their performance in other areas, they're a little bit less forthcoming. But they've made it no secret that, you know, cash wise, it's it's a little leaner than you might expect, especially for a team that has uh, an ownership that is pretty wealthy, relatively speaking, right? One of the richest folks in Canada. So the Jets are going to look to cut, you know, cut costs and try and save some cash. And, you know, looking at how this team is currently comprised and built, you might ask yourself, well, if the Jets are going to be, you know, very cautious about using uh, actual wages and, and dealing with cap hits, how will they balance that? And who could they even sign in free agency that's going to help the team stay, I guess, competitive for another season, but also not break the bank. And, you know, it's a very fine balancing act because you want to bring in players who are adding legitimate value, but you also don't want to block off spots for some of your top young prospects. And when you're looking at this year's uh, upcoming free agent class, you're going to notice that, generally speaking, it's it's not great. Um, there's not a lot of, of high-end skill that I think is going to be available at rock-bottom prices. There are some players, though, that do intrigue me a little bit. Uh, some guys that might be worth maybe giving a look if the price is right. Whether that price actually is right is is going to be up for debate, right? But if you're going to try and invest cash wisely, 
look at some really good value contracts. One of those players that I think might be of interest um, and, and certainly could bring some potential value if things kind of pan out is Andreas Athanasiu. Now, Athanasiu, you know, is one of those players that I, I think for me has very clear gaps in his game. It's kind of like Kyle Connor on a budget, right? You have Athanasiu, who's phenomenally talented, super skilled, doesn't really do a lot of the defensive work and occasionally will cheat for offense. But Andreas also brings a lot of natural finishing skill, and that's something that the Jets just don't have a lot of. So if you're looking for a cheap option to maybe bolster your middle six and offer a little bit more scoring punch in the off chance that, say, I don't know, Brad Lambert, Chaz Lucius, one of those guys isn't really ready to make the jump next season. Uh, and, you know, in all likelihood, that's going to be the case, right? Because both have missed, uh, or at least Chaz Lucius has missed time with the Moose, and Lambert hasn't really played a lot of North American pro hockey yet. So this is kind of a chance for the Jets to maybe find a stopgap like stop option. Now, is Athens to going to be particularly inexpensive? I doubt it. This year he had like a 3 million cap hit and he had like, you know, about a half a point per game, uh, 40 points in 81 games, 20 goals, pretty talented finisher. We know that Athanasiu, even on a bad team like the Hawks, actually did pretty well. And so I can't imagine he's the kind of player who's going to come cheaply. Craig Smith, on the other hand, Craig might actually be uh, had on a really good value contract. Craig is one of those guys who's always been... uh, a bit of a fancy stat starling, a really solid two-way player. He's not going to bring a ton of offense in the traditional sense. I would imagine that Craig is mostly a guy that I wouldn't mind seeing in a third or a fourth line role, somebody who can bring some really solid offensive instincts, some pretty good passing, half-decent shot. But of course, you know, you're not really asking him to do a ton of the heavy lifting. You just want him to be a nice facilitator. And at his age, you know, he's probably not got too many years left. Uh, Heck, I don't even know if he's thinking about retiring soon, but if he still wants to give it another go, I think Craig would be a very reasonable option to sign in free agency for like maybe, what, a million and a half or something. Again, though, you want to make sure that you're not blocking a roster spot for maybe somebody like Jansen Harkins. For me, Harkins is one of those guys internally that could probably do a similar job, but assuming that the Jets don't want to go that route and they want to bring in some veteran experience, I feel like you could do worse than Craig. Uh, he will be cheaper than Athanasiu, is my guess, um, and probably by a pretty fair margin. But I still think he brings a lot of good value uh, in terms of his play driving ability and his really solid two way game. So, Craig, not a bad option. But again, you know, would Athanasiu and Craig really move the needle? Athanasiu might, in the sense of you're you're adding some real legitimate finishing talent. I don't know if I can say that as much with Craig, but maybe he could be decent. I don't know. There are a couple of other players that might be of interest, and we'll talk about who some of those guys are in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right the first time. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that part will fit your vehicle. 
or get your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors, you can choose from over 122 million parts guaranteed to fit your make and model down to the last detail. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers, thanks for rejoining us for conversations on some potential free agent contracts and stuff that the Jets might be looking at. Uh, I, I know that right now it's a little early to be talking about some of the stuff we're kind of just um, throwing some names out there, some players who might be um, potential stopgaps as the Jets try and, I would guess, run it back next season, right? I, I don't have any reason to believe that the Jets don't want to still be competitive. I know that they really like that attendance money. They're probably not you know, particularly interested in having some kind of a rebuild, and certainly the players aren't interested in that either, but... By the same token, Winnipeg also has said that financially, you know, it's been a lean past few years. And so the Jets are probably going to try and at least cut back some cash somewhere, right? And if you want to save money and you want to find some decent deals, you know, there are some players who, like I said, could be of interest. One guy that might be uh, worth taking a look at is Ethan Bear. He's, you know, currently with the Canucks, and it seems like Vancouver at least for the time being, has him uh, in their current plans. But if the Jets were to get rid of, you know, Neil Pionk, for me, Bear is a really solid top four replacement. Ethan is a natural puck mover. He's got nice vision. I feel like his defensive instincts have improved as well over the years. And, you know, in terms of that shot that he has, it's not half bad. He doesn't really uh, score a load of points in the same way that Pionk does, but Neil also gives up way more in his own end, which, you know, for Bear, as long as you kind of give him the right partner, I don't think it would be as much of an issue. With Neil, you kind of see him lose a lot of those defensive battles um, and physical challenges along the walls. With Bear, I don't think you would have to worry about that as much. And you also gain, um, you know, some really good puck moving ability. But I guess it depends on what Vancouver wants to do because he's still an RFA and he's being paid around two and a half million, right? And it seems like the Canucks are also trying to run it back for Lord knows what reason. If there's a team that definitely needs to rebuild, it's the Canucks, but don't tell them that because they don't really seem to care. Other than that, you know, for for other contracts, I mean, there are some guys that I could like, I guess, be interested in. Nemesnikov is one player that I wouldn't hate bringing back. Vlad, for me, uh, filled in nicely as like a nice middle six center, uh, occasionally a winger, depending on who's injured or, or, you know, not injured in some cases. And Nemesnikov had good, good chemistry with Nikolai Ehlers. I feel like he's generally been just a really solid two-way player, you know, not bringing a ton of offense, but certainly uh, was chipping in a handful of assists, even notched a goal or two. Just a very solid player who, again, if he's coming back for like a million and a half or something, you really wouldn't complain. And I also feel like if you're going to have him maybe as an option to replace Saku Manalainen uh, and cut Manalainen loose, I think that would be a net gain, right? An increase in the skill and talent, even though he is on the older side. Um, Well, I guess for hockey players, that is. But I I, I don't know. I've liked Nemestikov's fit with the Jets. I feel like he's been very solid. And he's one of the few guys that I wouldn't be upset at, at bringing back. 
Um, Jesper Faust is another player who does slightly intrigue me. I don't know how good he's been recently, but I recall in previous years, he was a very solid two-way player uh, who had a really underrated shot. And I always felt like offensively speaking, right, he had very good spatial awareness. I always saw Faust hitting back on counters, and then you'd find him in really good areas in the slot. And that for me wouldn't be the worst, uh, especially in like a rotational middle six role. Again, you know, I think the biggest question is, we're talking about a lot of these players, but do any of these guys move the needle significantly? And again, the answer with a guy like Faust is going to be no. If the Jets are willing to spend more money um, and sink a little bit more into a free agent, Evan Rodriguez is probably like the next step up, uh, kind of in the, the same boat of like a um, Andreas Athanasiu. I suspect he'll probably be around $4 million or something is my guess on his next deal, but Rodriguez, uh, he had almost like, what, like 0.6 points per game, something like that. 39 points in almost 70 games. Really good scoring mark for the Colorado Avalanche. Maybe not as good as as some people were really expecting, but I feel like Rodriguez is exactly the kind of player that if the Jets are trying to be competitive, you would actually look to bring in. Because in terms of like Winnipeg's middle six, he's probably kind of in that meter rider range of maybe not being like an ideal first or second line player, but somebody who can fill in on your third line and occasionally hop on other lines to spark it if you are uh, struggling with your top six. And Erod's also just a very gifted finisher himself. He's notched quite a few goals over the last few seasons, has seemingly been a very solid participant uh, and offensive facilitator, despite having maybe a slightly down uh, season with the Avs. I still think that he's got plenty left in the tank. And if the Jets are willing to spend, you know, closer to three and a half or four million for a player who I think would be very much worth that sort of contract, you could do a lot worse than Rodriguez. It would be a short term kind of thing. Uh, and I guess the biggest question is, would he even want to come to the Jets? It might not be all that realistic because he's probably looking for like a competitor, um, a team that he feels is a real contender and one that's maybe in a slightly more favorable living situation. So yeah, I, I, I like him. I think he'd be a fun option, but in terms of how much the Jets are really willing to add on and tack on to a contract offer in order to entice a free agent to come to Winnipeg, probably uh, a little bit more out of the price range um, from what Winnipeg is interested in, unless you were to suddenly have like, I don't know, a 60 or a 70 point season, but that would probably be asking just a little too much. Now, there are some other players that might be worth kind of taking a look at. We'll talk about a few more names that might be of interest. And again, some of these guys, you know, eh, let's be real, right? We're talking mostly middle six, bottom six, um, or, or, you know, modestly second line slash second pairing at most. So don't get too, too excited. But again, we're trying to find some sort of value and give the Jets good options when it comes to contracts that aren't going to sink them and can actually maybe even improve the team. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers, thanks for joining us again for conversations about uh, Winnipeg's free agency approach and how they might be able to find some decent value on the cheap. Now, I've, I've listed off a couple of players who I thought might be available um, at $4 million or less, which isn't exactly cheap, but, you know, if you're looking at Evan Rodriguez, uh, I guess, production, yeah, it's actually pretty reasonable. If you are trying to save a little more cash and maybe you want to fortify the right wing depth, 
Garnet Hathaway is a name that I would actually be potentially interested in. Uh, he does a lot of the same things that Sakumanalainen does for the PK, except he actually does it at even strength. Um, and he's not like a complete deadweight, which, you know, when Hathaway was w- with the Flames, I thought he was mostly like kind of like a, a an enforcery power forward type. Garnet has shown some serious versatility, though. Offensively, I feel like he's constantly buzzing around the net, creating chaos and havoc and actually using his frame well. But he's also pretty mobile. And I think that that would be a really nice um, skill set for the Jets, especially because, you know, more than likely Bones is going to have some level of impact and input on who the Jets are either signing or trading for. So if you're going to give him tools to work with, make sure that those tools can actually, you know, bring a little bit more than what he's likely asking for. And for me, Hathaway is one of those guys who would actually tick off a number of boxes. Again, like I said, with some of these other players, I'm not asking for like the world here. I think a lot of these players are difference makers at a smaller level, even if they aren't enough to really move the needle at a high level and and really push the Jets forward. At least you're trying to find some value and and find some players who, you know, in the meantime, can chip in a little bit more offense, uh, a little bit more skill and give the Jets some additional fortified depth because, you know, as soon as one player goes down in the top six, the whole team just seems to fall apart. Aside from that, you know, you might be wondering about some other names like Troy Stetcher. Uh, I'm personally a big Stetcher fan. I feel like he's been very underappreciated for many seasons now. Um, I don't know what Stetcher's, you know, contract status is in terms of like how likely it is that he resigns uh, with, uh, with Calgary. I mean, Troy is one of those players who's just a really nice two-way puck-moving D with a pretty decent shot. And I always felt like he got into dangerous areas Uh, in terms of what he could bring to the Jets. I think it's essentially like Dylan DeMello when DeMello's allowed to be offensively aggressive. Troy kind of does some of the same things defensively. He's going to give up um, a chunk of opportunities. But again, if you pair him with the right safety valve, like, I don't know, say Dylan Sandberg or something, I really feel like you could do so much worse. Uh, Troy is one of those very solid top four defenders who I think would be a nice boost for the Jets and could also, again, kind of replace the impact if you were to uh, move Neil Neil Pionk. Aside from that, you know, the list starts getting less and less intriguing. You have some guys like, I don't know, Christian Fisher, um, Ryan Donato, and a few others who might be of interest, but these guys are probably getting closer to like the four-ish range, which I think for the Jets is probably not what they're looking for. Uh, If you are going to spend that cash, um, you know, like I said, Evan Rodriguez is interesting. I've also got a lot of time for Connor Sherry. Uh, Connor, uh, you know, for for the Caps was a great player, somebody who uh, constantly, you know, hit back on the counter effectively. And as part of like a bottom six energy line, he was just always getting into dangerous shooting areas. I felt like his positioning and, and offensive instincts were very sharp. And it just seems like he was the kind of player that the Jets really lacked in their bottom six. Similar, again, like I said to Evan Rodriguez and that natural finishing talent, Sherry can probably do some of the same stuff that Rodriguez can. Um, Again, you know, you're not necessarily asking for the world here, but the more like Nino Niederreitery types the Jets can add who like legitimately fortify your depth it would relieve some of the pressure on the top six. And again, if the Jets are really intent on running it back, you have got to have all four lines that you can run and actually win your matchups with some legitimate skill and finishing talent. Because, 
you know, having a top six that does all of the scoring for you and a bottom six that mostly just does defensive work doesn't really help you come playoff time when suddenly the top six goes dry. So out of all these names or even some names that I haven't mentioned, let me know who you hope the Jets sign in free agency. Are there any players you would love the Jets to trade for? Also drop those names and maybe we'll even talk about it on Monday's episode. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Everydayers can check us out next week where we'll be doing maybe some more free agent talk and any playoff updates from around round two. But like I said, for tonight's episode, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.